my heart embraced the will of God, my path aligned with His plan. As children of God, we have been given the ability to both obtain and enjoy wealth. Hi, my name is Tamara Hill, creator of Lift Off Your Finances, and I'm so excited to invite you to join this very special weekly program to learn more about your finances. This is not an investment series, nor are we focused on making you feel bad about any financial decisions that you've made until this point. Instead, we'll talk about how you can maximize what God has already placed in your hands. Hello and welcome back to Lift Off Your Finances. I'm Tamara Hill, your hostess for today, and I'm so excited to share the continuation of our discussion about big dreams for a big God. And today I have a very special guest with me, Mr. Ben Einspar with Envision Realtors, and he's going to talk to us about his um, job. And I think I said his company wrong. Tell me the correct name. Uh, the, the correct name, you did a great job, by the way. The, <laughs> the uh, correct name is Envision Advisors. Envision Advisors. And they are a real estate investment firm here in Colorado, and they are a wonderful agency. Yes. Um, and I say that because I met Ben last year at a conference. Um, I met his team, and they were they were doing a free, almost free conference. It was very low cost to get there, maybe less than 30 bucks to go. 1999. Yes. Was it, it the... Uh, the the summit yes yes that was that was great it was a very affordable conference it was packed out and it was all about real estate investing yeah and so i went just because i wanted to learn more in, in general and share with you all here with lift off your finances and then i've developed a friendship with ben with some of my prior work with uh, lift off your finances and just learn how much he loves god and how he was in a position to really do what we're talking about which is to pursue these big dreams trusting God all the way. So that's what we're going to focus on today. And then in our next episode, we'll talk more about how he got into the real estate investing and how you can too, if that's your desire. So again, how are you today, Ben? Tamara, I am excellent. Thank you so much for having me on this radio show. And it's always a pleasure to connect with you. Thank you. Thank you. And how is your lovely wife, Allison, and Emma Joy, the little baby? Oh, they are doing excellent. They are actually going to the Botanical Gardens today oh, to enjoy wow. the nice weather and get outside and just experience because uh, experience new things, flowers, colors, smells, because she's turning uh, one, one in, a, in, a few, <laughs> in a few weeks. So we're just just having, helping her experience the, the great things. That's awesome. Such a blessing all the way around. And so today we want to talk about what you do at Envision. So mm -hmm. tell us, you are a house hacker. What yes. does that mean? House hacking? So in a, short, in a very simple term, it's buying a home that's your primary residence. And when I say primary residence, I mean it's you, you live there, you collect your mail there, and you actually live there. So you buy a home as a primary residence, and you rent out a portion of that home to offset your mortgage and decrease your expenses and just make living a little bit more affordable while, while becoming um, a real estate investor. I love it because I think that when people, I don't always hear people use the term real estate investor. I hear people say, I just want to own properties. But I love yeah. that there's a way to identify this, that it's real estate investment, and that house hacking is one of many strategies yeah. that you can pursue to be a real estate investor. Yeah, and you, don't and you don't necessarily need a house hack to become a real estate investor. You can house hack to just own 
have own a property, own own real estate, f- much more affordable than than what most people are living living for. I think that makes sense because uh, many people who have followed me on the radio program and on the TV program heard me say that when I moved here six years ago from Texas, at that time the price in housing was so dramatic. I mean, I had a three-bedroom, three-bath home, and I was paying like $800 a month, less than that for a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Moved here, and a two-bedroom apartment was almost 2000 a month. So I like how you're saying that even if you're just looking at, I don't know how to get into real estate investment, if you're paying, let's say you're paying $3,000 a month for a mortgage, if you're doing the house hacking like you explained, maybe they're renting out part of the home they could maybe cut their expenses in half. Is that how it works? Abs- more, it depends on more than half and uh, m- more than half. Some people um, that, well, if we want to back up, there's two, two main forms of house hacking that I know of and I know a lot of people that do. One is rent by the room. So you buy a four bedroom house, mm-hmm. you live in one of the rooms and you rent out the other four rooms to offset your mortgage. And for that, most people I do, they their overall expenses after the mortgage and after expenses, repairs, utilities can be anywhere from like four hundred to three hundred dollars in their living just by making a very small a very small sacrifice. And when I when I say rent by the room, some of you listeners may be thinking, Wow, that sounds like a headache. But <laughs> it's not it's if it's if you set up the right systems in place and you do your due diligence and um and screen your tenants properly, it, it's a great strategy. Um, and then the other strategy is buying a single-family uh, single home mm-hmm. with a separate income suite, maybe like a walk-up, walk-out basement with yes. another kitchen, and you can rent that out as well or even rent that out on like a platform like Airbnb. So those are the two just main, main ways that people can house hack. That makes sense, and especially out here in Colorado, those special basements, those walk-in, yeah. walk-out basements, they're such a treasure. And I don't know if everyone has ever thought of them as an income potential. So mm-hmm. I love that you shared that with us. So you were definitely an expert in this area. Like I said, I met Ben at a conference and he was on a panel talking about the different ways you can earn income through your real estate. Also, he mentioned very briefly Airbnb, a lot of short term rentals. A lot of people yes. hear about that. So uh, just the wealth of information. And so. Ben is young. I'm looking at him. He is young. <laughs> Thank you. He You're says he's young. <laughs> so tell us, you know, where did you get this vision to really pursue the real estate investing as a career? Because you had a traditional career before this, right? I did. So right out of college, I took the traditional W-2 job uh, working for a corporation um, in the steel or commercial construction industry. Worked there for about eight, nine years. But through that early on I I learned from my brother early on to start like investing into like Roth a Roth IRA traditional IRA just putting money aside decreasing your expenses and to prepare for long-term wealth um, and then after I believe it was when I first heard about real estate investing in general was from an old college friend um, who mentioned it and who mentioned house hacking and then after that, I just started doing the research, digging into it, and then it was, I figured out it was just a really cool concept, but it wasn't maybe another two years until I actually bought my first property until uh, when I first heard about real estate investing. So what was that two-year gap all about? The two-year gap, that's a great question, <laughs> was all about education mm. and, and 
a couple things, education, <laughs> um, doing my own due diligence, doing research and decreasing my expenses, uh, saving money, saving money, building up uh, a nice financial foundation for a down payment. And then uh, the next one was convincing Allison, my girlfriend at the time, now wife, <laughs> um, that this was a good idea because at the time we were living very, very well below our means in a room in a room of that was it was like almost like a college dorm where we had two other people living living with us. We were split in one of the master rooms, and I think at the time our rent was six hundred dollars, so we were each paying three hundred dollars and. Why, why are we going to now move out of this amazing s situation? And so it was, <laughs> it was educating her and, and helping her understand the, the long-term the long benefits uh, that real estate can apply. That long-term vision, and it sounds like, I think that's interesting that what you're now doing, you, you actually live that experience. You wanted yes. to be a house hacker and you live in a situation that one of your tenants now lives in. You experienced that firsthand because you were living mm -hmm. under a shared roof just like one of your tenants is yeah, doing with you. Absolutely. That's really neat. So I know that you know that this is a Christian program yes. and we talk about faith. Um, so tell me a little bit more about your um, background as a Christian and how has that influenced your career choices and this whole journey? Oh, that's a, that is a great question. So just even buying a property you can look at it as a as a risk and whenever i've i've made a lot of big move big purchases big moves in my in my life as a as a young professional um i always take a step back and look is this something i want to do or is this something the lord wants me to do mm -hmm. and i all am always praying that hey this is this is this the right move for me please help shed a light on the path that you want me to take. And I just continue to have strong faith that God has been great by open me, opening me up to connect with amazing people early on and now, just like yourself, me connecting with you and with like Chris Lopez, who mm -hmm. is my mentor and the owner of the company I work for. And it's just been a blessing. And so every move I wanted to make sure that I made that was God's plan, not my plan. And I had faith that I didn't know what I was doing, but he would show me how to do it or put me in the right place to show me how to do it. And, I love that. Yeah. And when I say that, I'm not, it just, it just wasn't handed to me. There was definitely, definitely a lot of work, a lot of long nights that I had to do to learn this, but, uh, the right things were put in place to me that was that I took as a sign to continue to move forward to take baby steps into this big dream that I had. I love that because it touches on many of the principles that we teach with Lift Off Your Finances, specifically that it takes two sets of uh, beliefs. One, it takes that faith in God, that biblical wisdom, but you also need those practical tips. That's the work. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I feel like people put all the effort into faith, but don't yeah. do anything. Yeah. Or some people do all the doing, but don't invite God into the situation. And as you mentioned, when you invite him in, he shows up in miraculous ways. Yeah. In this case, he's connected you with mentors and other relationships. Um, and then with the education that you were getting, knowing how to use that, it really does take both to really be successful in life. Now we're saying with finances, but really any endeavor in life, if you take that biblical wisdom, that faith and those practical tips, you can totally transform what's happening in your life. So I love that. 
And then yeah. the other thing I love too, Ben, is that you mentioned that at the end of the day, you have dreams and they're big dreams. But at the end of the day, you're looking at how does this fit into the Lord's vision for my life? And when we talked about big dreams for an even bigger God, that was a point I emphasized that if you share your dreams and you do exactly what you did, Ben. Lord, what do you think about this? Is this your will? Is this your best plan? And if it's not, I think sometimes people think, oh, no, I'm not going to get what I want. But if you actually move into what he wants for you, you probably enjoy it even more. Would you agree with that? I would agree 100%. And Tamara, that was very well said. And one of the greatest things about the journey that I've taken isn't the knowledge I've, I've learned and the, the, um, uh, the things that, that I've acquired, that the Lord's let me acquire, is every step and every big move that I've made on continuing to move out of a property and buy a new one and continue to purchase real estate is my faith has grown dramatically with that because I realized I prayed, this mm -hmm. is the right move, and everything everything worked out towards God's plan, and that just gave me even more and more trust in the Lord, which is, it's that's I couldn't be more thankful for that and more thankful for building my relationship with the Lord. I love that. And so I want to lean into that a little bit more. So I think something else that people think is that if I'm doing what God wants me to do, everything's going to be easy. Have you had any hiccups in this journey that you would like to share? Um, so I don't know if we're, I'm going to answer a few, a couple, a, a couple hiccups or challenges. I mean, so our, one of our, our first properties we bought in, in Colorado took a lot of work and renovation. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to do that myself. And I've never done a huge bathroom remodel, completely gut and and remodel everything. I've never done that before, but I did it and it, was, it wasn't it was easy, took longer expected, mm -hmm. took more work, uh, more, more, it was more expensive, but it worked out in the end. And we're, my wife and I are still married because we, <laughs> it was in the summer and it was, it was very hot in a, a small cramped space, but that, that was, it, that was challenging. And then another, another challenge that came up is, is finally when I got my wife on board, I was like, all right, short-term rental, Allison, everyone's always going to be traveling. It's going to be great. Everyone's always going to be moving. And, and everyone's like, we're not going to have any problem with, with people booking our place. It's going to be a great place. Mm -hmm. And that was, then we started, it was in, we bought it in um, early 2019. Everything was going great. Yes. Then 2020 hit. We're like, yeah, everything's still going great. And then February and March hit. <laughs> oh, no. That's yes. when COVID hit. And all of our, reno all of our reservations completely went away, like, like, just just went wow went quiet and we it was scary to see mm -hmm. but we took our step took a step back and looked at everything in the grand scheme of things and realized hey this was oh. like god knew what this this was going to happen and mm -hmm. it's it's all right so let's take a step back and let's let's regroup let's see what else we can do what else is in demand and how can we fill our space to continue bringing in rental income. Mm -hmm. And that's when we uh, pivoted to um, renting our furnished Airbnb out, transitioning to um, longer stays for traveling nurses because oh, there's awesome. a lot of traveling nurses and we weren't making as much money, but we are still providing a good cause to help provide a solution to mm -hmm. what was going on with the whole, the whole pandemic. So that really helped us and that helped my wife and I take a big leap of faith that like, wow, 
that was that was scary. But look, we're doing all right. We prayed that the Lord would open up these options for us, and it worked out. Like it worked out. Those are the two examples I could think of off the top of my head. I love that. I love just the whole reality of it that no one knew this pandemic was coming. No one knew what to expect. And I love how you leaned into the faith of, Lord, you knew what was going to happen. We didn't know. And so we also trust that you have a solution. Mm -hmm. And helping uh, the traveling nurses is so important. I work in healthcare, so that really touches my heart in terms of, like you said, you're also giving a service and helping with the community and also, you know, helping mm -hmm. with your business. So I really do appreciate your thoughts about that. And so I was going to ask you how your faith has grown, but you clear, you clearly have demonstrated that throughout this process. Um, and I, you know, I want to talk to you about this too. Have you ever been criticized for going all in with your dreams? That is an excellent question, Tamara. Let me I may say something you won't you uh, you won't expect, but I'm going to say no, awesome. because whenever I explain what I'm doing, explain what my job is, what I'm doing, what I'm go what my goals are, everyone can see the passion and the how much I enjoy what I'm doing, how much I I love it, and everyone's been very supportive of me, including my parents, my wife, all my friends, my wow. family. I've surrounded myself with. A great group of people that have been extremely supportive so I haven't had really any skeptics people have been like well uh, that'd be scary for me to do but they they've been 100 percent um, supportive with my with my big dreams I think that's awesome and, and so you said a key phrase that the people you you surround yourself with which indicates a choice and that's also important you know you want to be around people who believe in what you're doing and um, sometimes people can verbalize fears that are their own. And so it mm -hmm. sounds like you've kind of got a, a really good um, lifestyle of really surrounding yourself with people who believe in you and what you're doing and also have dreams of their own. Yeah. Um, so that's really awesome. And so the other thing I want to ask you, so now how many properties do you currently own? Um, so I own uh, original house we bought in Nebraska. Mm -hmm. I own a property in Arvada that was – uh, our first house hack quote, mm -hmm. I'm doing air quotes, <laughs> our first house hack. And so that is actually, um, kind of operated as a duplex in the skin of a single family home because we were renting to traveling nurses, but also renting part of the house out, uh, to long-term tenants as well that in this place, in the space that we were previously living in. And then we bought our place we're living in right now, uh, which is a new built town home that the builder already built a little separate income suite, I'll say again, income suite, mm -hmm. air quotes, uh, that has its own uh, washer and dryer, bathroom, separate entrance, and little kitchenette that we rent out on Airbnb as well. So total rental, total properties, I own three, but total rental like leases I manage, four. That's awesome. I count. And this happened in a, in a short amount of time, right? It started, my first one was in uh, early, late, about early 2017. Mm -hmm. And then I bought the place in Arvada in uh, 2019. And then the current place we live in right now in 2021. And wow. one, one thing to keep in mind is, I think ever since in 2016, I've heard uh, people talk about a bubble and worried about the market, but... I had faith that it would all work out and, and the key is just buying consistently and not trying to time the market. And, and the Lord has blessed me 
very greatly by with all the equity that that Denver's seen and all the appreciation. So I'm, I can't tell you how, how blessed I feel. Amazing, yes. And so I know I moved here in 2016 and prices were elevated then. And then you look at the prices now and it's just like, wow, I'm glad I also bought real estate mm -hmm. um, in 2017 because what if I had waited? What if you had waited? Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the prices did not go down. But I love how in a short amount of time, four years, you were able to really expand quickly in this vision. Mm -hmm. That seems quick to me. Um, it is in the grand scheme of things. If you take a step back or look at a very high level of what my wife, myself, and I want to include the Lord because I, I can't, we couldn't have done this by myself. Um, and the mentor and people I've surrounded myself around is I've able to, I was able to decrease my expenses, continue working my corporate W-2 job. And, and even though I, it was challenging and it wasn't my favorite thing to do, I still worked as hard as I could to make sure I did the best in that career that I could to get to work my way up the corporate totem pole, if you want to call, mm -hmm. while on the same side, ed educating myself and um, building my network. And then that eventually put me into a position where I, I had additional income through rental properties and I was able to build a healthy financial runway of about six months. So I was able to take the sacrifice of pursuing a career that I truly find joy in which is working with Chris Lopez and, when, and the Envision Advisors, which I made that transition about of August of 21. And it's been very scary, but that, that's out of everything I've done, that was one of the biggest leap of faith that I would have to say I've taken because I left a very healthy, steady company that I had a clear path of progress of where I was going to go. Um, great income, uh, job stability, benefits and I and I left that to pursue a career that was great so I love that Ben how when you made this transition from your w-2 career meaning you, you were working for an employer to yourself it was a thoughtful transition you said you had six months of expenses planned mm -hmm. you did your research you had something to land into and I think that's important because in some of these prior episodes we talked about the great resignation have you heard about that in the news too I have not no well, that's the term that they're using because there's millions of people who, because of the pandemic, have reprioritized and they are leaving the workforce. And the question is, well, where are they going? Mm -hmm. And so we gave lots of great tips here that if you're trying to make a transition like you did, you did all the right steps. You thought it through. You had some savings. You didn't just quit. Mm -hmm. And you did still continue pursuing excellence mm -hmm. in your prior career before going into this direction. So I want to applaud you for doing all of those things. Thank you. And so I want to ask you, we're, we're coming to the end of the program. What advice do you have for someone who wants to be uh, financially independent, meaning that they're working for themselves to, to earn income? This is a promise from God that we have in Deuteronomy 8.18, that we have the ability to produce wealth. So you've, you're walking this journey. So any um, just broad tips that you'd like to share with anyone who's um, yeah. thinking about this? Yeah. Too? So, so tip number one, uh, you mentioned uh, leave leave your career to work something you're passionate about through real, let's, let's keep it specific through real estate investing. Mm -hmm. One thing to keep in mind is um, plan it out and don't do it too early because after you leave, lenders love W-2 jobs. Uh, and after you leave, it's harder to get a loan. So make sure you build a savings and you have a game plan 
of what you're wanting to do because when you make that transition, it's going to be a lot harder to acquire, continue acquiring properties because lenders will see that as more risky. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two, educate. You can educate yourself. I can't listen to podcasts, open books. There's, there's hours and hours and hours of, of content that myself, Chris Lopez, and our team have uh, produced where it's great practical tip for what we're actually doing in Denver. So educate. And then the last one, number three, would be, uh, well, I'm gonna call four. Three, build your network. Mm-hmm. Network, find yourself, surround yourself around people that you wanna be, that are doing the same thing that you wanna be doing. So keep, they hold you accountable for your goals. And then number four is manage your expenses. Know what's coming in, know what's going out, um, and keep your expenses low as you, as you work hard and gain, um, and you work yourself up, work your way up in the company, get raises, make sure to keep, don't, don't, I like to call your income creep. Don't follow that income creep of, hey, I just got a $500 a month raise. Let's go sell my car and go get a brand new truck. Mm-hmm. Keep your expenses low so then you can live, live well below your means to when, when it's ready to make that transition and, um, you can have that that buffer to make get build up whatever you're wanting to do. Love that. I love that, Ben. So we're going to have you on another episode, but today we're going to go ahead and get ready to, to wrap up. So I'd like you to share with us how can people contact you if they have more questions or want more information? So two ways I'll give, uh, if you want to get a pen and pencil, uh, is uh, my phone number. Mm-hmm. You can reach out to me on my phone, shoot me a text, email, leave me a voicemail. Uh, it is 402-850-3003. Okay. Um, one more time, 402-850-3003. Or email would be the, uh, the easiest, would be ben, B-E-N, at envision, dot com. So that's E-N-V-I-S-I-O-N-R-E-A dot com. I hope I spelled that right on the camera <laughs> live. It's a lot easier when you're typing it. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, I think you did. And so thank you so much, Ben. Um, I really do encourage you. Ben is very open. Like you mentioned, if you have questions, call him, email him. Um, we thank you so much for listening to this edition of Lift Off Your Finances, and we look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.